1 Peter 1 verses 13 through 16. Therefore, with your minds, be ready for action, be sober-minded, and set your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the desires of your former ignorance. But as the one who called you is holy, you also are to be holy in all your conduct. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. This week on the podcast, we are talking about leaving Babylon, looking at our everyday actions, seeing and comparing and contrasting ways in which we might have defiled our lives. It's the little foxes. It's not necessarily the big heart turns, but it's those little daily decisions or a lack of those little daily decisions that leads us to where we are today. I'm so thankful that you are tuning in to Courageous Radiance Podcast. Hey there, friend. This is Brittany Dixon. I'm so thankful to start off this month in prayer. That is what this month focus is going to be. I think it was July that I put out a prayer calendar for those who are subscribed to the blog, CourageousRadiance.com. Head there, get subscribed. There is a new prayer calendar for the month of November. And y'all, I I totally 100% two hands in the air. Take full responsibility for where the Holy Spirit is guiding my heart. He's guiding my life and my foolishness and my waywardness. Not intentionally, goodness, no. But it's the little things that I stop doing or it's the little things that I start doing and I sometimes, mm, I give myself too much credit, very often will allow those little things to creep in, little thoughts, little new actions. And before I know it, I'm full blown into how did I get here? How is my mind wrapped in this new thing or in this new behavior or in this new thought process? And it's because of these little decisions. I I guess it could be possible, but I thinking it wouldn't be <laughs> to go from never picking up a drink in your life to becoming a full-blown alcoholic or never having gambled, haven't been to Vegas, don't do casinos to all of a sudden you're gambling away your job or your house and your car and not showing up to work because you now have an addiction. So it's these little things, right? And even if this isn't you, right? It's so easy to say, well, I don't gamble. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't cuss. I don't listen to bad music. I'm just in Jesus, me, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And ooh, you can preach to, to a whole bunch of people, starting with me. Um, I have come a very long way in my spiritual journey. And I think where my heart is, is that in coming a long way in my spiritual journey, for me, the Babylon, the Babylon piece for me is self-reliance. It's not anything tangible. It's not anything that honestly, outside of me just telling you this on on a podcast for multiple people to listen to, no one would really know. I go to church. I'm worshiping with my hands up in full worship, crying. I pray. I do all of the things because I love Jesus. I am sold out Jesus. But my heart, my inward, 
what Jesus is the only person who can see. That's the piece where there is a new level of things to leave and cleave from. So this month, again, prayer. Prayer is the focus because, y'all, it's just busy. And November is a very busy month for for me and my family because there's a lot of November birthdays. There's clearly the holiday for everybody. And um, my daughter is starting up basketball season, and I did not know that high school basketball has two games a week, and my son is in basketball. I mean, listen, it is a lot going on. And in my quiet time, a couple weeks ago, I had a completely different direction for, for the podcast for this month, and God is leading me to stillness and prayer for me, for my whole self, because I get distracted. And I get distracted even with good things. I get distracted with my kids. I get distracted with even serving the Lord. I get distracted with encouraging people, going out to coffee with people. Just, I I mean, I'm not over here doing anything bad, right? But God is like, seek me first. So where I just briefly wanted to read is actually in two places, but it's in Daniel. Daniel, Old Testament, y'all. So head over to Daniel. Daniel is in between um, Ezekiel and Hosea. So I had finished up Hosea. I have actually never read 100% through Daniel, but it sparked my interest because I'm leading up until doing the Bible recap. I have two very, very good friends of mine who did Bible recap, and I'm really looking forward to digging into Daniel more, as well as the whole Bible, just reading it to cover to cover. It's been one of those things where I've started, but I've just never done the whole year in the Bible thing, like great efforts. And then I think I fizzle out by the summer or so. So Daniel 1 verse 8, Daniel determined that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine he drank, So he asked permission from the chief eunuch to not defile himself. God granted Daniel kindness and compassion from the chief eunuch. So just kind of fast forwarding really quick. So Israelites here. Okay. So there's this invasion from Babylon and King Nebuchadnezzar takes over um, Jerusalem and Jews were sent into exile and they would be in exile for 70 years. But this was all a part of God's plan. This wasn't like, oh, let's just randomly go do this. This was all God is the author and the finisher. So this is not random. This is a leading up to this story. You know, I think even in our modern day time, it's in our troubles or in our trials, it just kind of seems like, man, God, like, where are you? Like, how did you miss that I'm here? But God knows and sees exactly where you are, even if that is in the middle of the sea with, you know, the storm going and you have no vision of what's ahead. The hope is in that God knows what's ahead and that the trust is in that God is going to steer your ship and steer and, and guide you. So God had a plan and it was a, this was a temporary plan, which is crazy because 70 years does not seem temporary to me, but I'm like, that's my whole life. But 70 years was the plan, this temporary plan. And God was going to leave a remnant that, that would, that would be left. And this was because of, you know, years, decades of, 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 kings and the people forgetting God, idol worship, not living their best life 
in in following God. So it's not like this was just random. This was God calling them to a life of repentance. Um, and through that, he then restored with that remnant left. And actually on the other side of this exile, those who did return to Jerusalem after the exile, and this was all under the prophet Ezra, after there was like this whole big revival, these, you know, Jewish people coming back to God and, and not just in behavior, but in like behavioral modification, but in life change and heart change. But when I think of Babylon, and even when I'm studying the word, it's powerful and wealth. I added in it's, you know, untouchable, untouchable and defiance. So the Tower of Babel, which is found in the story, it's a passage in Genesis 11. Babel, Babylonian, same word in Hebrew. And it's been from the beginning of age where it has this reputation of rebellion against God. Because as they were building this Tower of Babel to be able to reach heaven, right? So it's this rebellion against God is really what I feel that this Babylonian name stands for. So when I'm saying leaving Babylon, it's leaving, um, and Babylon is now modern day Iraq, but so not the literal sense of leaving Iraq or leaving Babylon back then, it is leaving the ideals of what Babylon stands for. And Babylon stands for, again, it, I mean, back then, it was like, whatever looks like untouchable to you, unshakable, this will always be, oh my goodness, it is like the ruler of rule, like greatest following, most money. I don't know if that looks like a Microsoft, Bill Gates, whatever that looks like, but Amazon, you know, I don't even know that guy's name. I, I know I have Amazon one click, but I can't remember his name. But whatever that untouchable looks like. We have to leave that and cleave from that peace. And that is, that is what stands out to me with Daniel is he, as you know, a Jew, was being led into Babylon. And he decided from the very beginning that he would not defile himself with the things of this pagan culture, that he was going to stand out and be distinct amongst these people. He was not going to compromise himself amongst the great and the shiny and the amazing and the powerful and the dominance and all these things of what Babylon was. He wasn't going to get too caught up in the shiny. He was not going to defile his heart. And that for me just stands out. It's not necessarily about the wine and, you know, as we just read in this verse, but it's his heart, his inside out was not going to be defiled. He was not going to take in their ways, was not going to take in their culture. He was going to be honoring, even when you think of Romans 13, that we honor all authority, even those that we don't agree with, whoever gets voted in president seat or whoever is the governor as all these elections are going on, even if we don't agree with them. He shows that his first alliance is to God. And because God does say to honor your authority, he's still honoring them, but inwardly he's going to be sold out for God. And leading forward, the last verse I want to read is in Daniel um, chapter two, and it's in verse 27. Daniel answered the king, no wise man, medium, magician, or 
or diviner is able to make known to the king the mystery he asked about. But there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries and he has let King Nebuchadnezzar know what will happen in the last days. Your dream and the your dream and the visions that came into your mind as you lay in bed were these. And then he goes on in, in the next verses 29 through through 30 sharing that. So King Nebuchadnezzar had a dream that he couldn't understand and he called all his, you know, uh his wise magician people to try to help him decipher what this dream meant and none of them could could figure out not not his greatest of his great could figure out what this dream meant and here comes on the scene Daniel (laughs) and Daniel I love how Daniel says like I can't do it but there is a God in heaven who can so Daniel's upstandingness, his holiness is is God is holy, following that that level, that standard of holiness, has given him a character. It's given him a name for himself. So they're like, oh, just ask Daniel. Daniel got it. He he will know the whole dream. So here they call Daniel, and Daniel's like, I can't do it, but I have a God who I serve who can do it. So literally, y'all. That is all I wanted to share was just this right here, week one. Let's just work on this. And I'm saying let's mean like me, following the pack, (laughs) leading the pack. I want to pull away from the me-centeredness, pull away from my prayerlessness living, my pride, even my dreams and my goals, if they rub against God's. Pulling away, again, that self-reliance. And and I my self-reliance is 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 birthed in the fact that I just think that I know because I know. And God is like, but you don't. And even if you do know, it's really because I've graciously given you the ability to know what you think you know. And even what you think you know ain't gonna really be what you know until I really show what it's gonna be. Because He's God. So it's leaving myself at the altar. It's realizing that I too like Peter didn't want Jesus to wash his feet. I too need a savior to wash not not only my feet, my toes, get in between the toes. I need him to wash my back, my hair, my eyebrows, everything. Just wash all of me, Jesus. I need Jesus to be my savior. I need Jesus to be Lord of my life. So for me, one of the practices, because I know my tendency, is I cannot get out of bed. And actually, this was years ago that I heard this from Rick Warren. I, and and it has been the greatest thing um, doing this, is I cannot get myself out of bed without first speaking to God. Like my two feet cannot hit the ground because I hit the ground and I run. And I run on Brittany until Brittany fizzles out. And you know Brittany fizzles out because my patience is about way thin. I'm yelling at kids, yelling at dogs, yelling at birds, yelling while I'm driving at traffic. My husband is like, let me stay back because, you know, she on the warpath. I, I don't have it. But how can I have it when I need someone to fill my cup? So this concept of the worldly nowadays Babylon, where it is me-centeredness, it's I got it, it's my truth, it is, you know, me against the world, y'all, that is so temporary. The only, that's passing away. The only permanence is God. Babylon is no longer Babylon. 
Okay. Like it, it's not rebuilt. So yes, again, the tangible, you can actually go fly a plane to Iraq, but Babylon for what Babylon stood for and what it was in this day is no longer. So whatever that looks like to us now, that even these billionaires, these people who have the most massive following that are famous on famous, that, you know, that top boss who you just want to be, or this person who has, I don't know, some level of status in your mind that you're like, if I can just reach and touch that friend, you do yourself a disservice. I do myself a disservice running on me running when you are running on you that is no different than running to Babylon because listen even though even if that is a powerful person or a powerful thing or it's dominant or it's un, it seems untouchable even though there is a time coming right because again the Jews were exiled for 70 years as a part of God's plan not just because Babylon was so strong even though they thought they were strong with this invasion, but really they were a chess piece used by God. And then when God was done with that chess piece, chess piece, up, oh, move that over, and I have a whole other one. In comes Persia <laughs> to take over King Nebuchadnezzar Babylon. So, what does this look like for you, friend? What does this look like? For me, it is prayer. It is prayer. If I am not intentionally intentionally, 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 like say that exponentially for me. If I'm not being intentional with constant conversation with God, starting before my two feet hit the ground, but maybe for you, it's something else. Maybe you got that, right? You're good on that. Maybe it's something else for you. And only the Holy Spirit can truly share with you. And he's nudging you. I know he has. I have faith that he is and has and will. So listening to that voice this week, pressing into your journal time, your quiet time, take everything and just dump this off, unpack this with your unhurried time with God, your still time with God. And I pray that each and every day as we pull away, as we leave Babylon, if we press towards who really is permanent and who really is all powerful, as Daniel said, Daniel's like, listen, I don't care who, what that title is. They can't figure it out. Only God can. Even me and my status, I don't even know because I don't know. Wow. I, I don't think that, that I say that enough to myself. I don't even think that I allow myself to be even, you know, that empty. Not enough, at least. To be able to have, like, what if I was that top neurosurgeon? went to school for a billion years, went to all of the best schools, did the best train, trained under the, the, the top leading person for brain. And for that person to still be like, let me pray before I touch this person for this craniotomy because I'm skilled. I've been trained by even more skillful people. I have all this, these letters behind my name and even I am not capable without God. Y'all, woof, that's life transforming. That's what I want. That's what I want for me this month. That's what I want for you, friend. And I would love to get connected to hear what you are going to be pulling away from as you're pressing into God. I hope you have a fabulous week. Enjoy the change of the season. It was 
full on cold rain the other day. I, my family and I, so we're from Michigan. So I was like, where are my earmuffs? I'm going to order some from Amazon. <laughs> I'll see y'all here next week.